27 to 7, Wide World of Sports on this Monday night. The Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, uh, winning today in overtime, 25 22 over the 49ers. Uh, and a third Super Bowl for Pat Mahomes, a third Super Bowl MVP for Pat Mahomes. Uh, unbelievable. Just how he's able to get the job done in those clutch situations. The mark of a true champion. I'm sure someone that appreciates watching him week in, week out is Jeff Van Gronigan, who joins us. Hello, Jeff. Pete, great to be with you. What an amazing uh, game that one was. It was uh, all the NFL could have hoped for and plenty more. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, to see the, the closeness of it, I made a comment. I was wondering whether this would have gone through your head uh, as the, the Chiefs started to roll in that during that third quarter. I think they're not in front by enough, the 49ers. Yeah, it's true because when you look at um, the way that Mahomes seems to just take on the challenge, especially in those last quarters, he's become used to it. He's obviously being compared to greats of, of, of not just the NFL, but other clutch performers over the history of, of pro sports, as I'm, as I'm sure you've spoken about and thought about. Those great ones, um, you, you really have to give them a bigger hurdle than that. And uh, I was actually surprised at halftime someone was texting during the game and saying, you know, have the odds makers lost their minds? They've, they've got, you know, Kansas City at three dollars fifty to win it from here, and I, I'm thinking it's a touchdown. <laughs> this yeah, guy, this, you know, this guy advances the ball routinely in in minute and a half, two minute um, segments towards the end of games, and 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 wins those games more often than not. So I think they got what, that one wrong. But I think you know there was an assumption that that San Francisco would at least. Um, keep the scoreboard ticking over a little bit more. And I think that was the difference. They, they really got shut down in the second half, and that allowed um, a Kansas City offense that, to be really honest, is not nearly as vaunted as what it's been over the last two or three years to just do enough. And, and if you've got Mahomes, you sort of, you know, you got Mahomes, you win type situation. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was amazing to watch. But um, I, didn't, I didn't feel like Kansas City was a dominant team this year not in the way that they were as they rolled through last year. And I yes. felt like they didn't have the threats other than Mahomes. Obviously, Kelsey's well well publicized and, and, you know, watched every moment. But if you look at the loss of Tyreek Hill, you know, if you put that in league or AFL terms, that, that's like losing a real key um, point-scoring gun. Mm. And, and a guy that was so important to Mahomes. And I think most people really felt, most good observers felt like they would be a lesser team for that loss. But what it's shown is that, again, where, where you've got Mahomes, Mahomes finds a way and they changed their game and they became a better running team. They became a better defensive team and they, they worked out a, a way to win another way. You made mention of, of something really interesting there, Jeff, uh, how you know, when you see, and, and Americans love it, but I think it, this term, but I think it applies here to the Chiefs, uh, dynasties when they start to develop and which the Chiefs are now, they they are whether you like the yep. term or, or or not. But the, you look through the history of some of those that have won clumps of titles in a short space of time, and there's a year that you think, if you just saw their record up to the playoffs, you think, okay, they couldn't have won this year. I went back to there was a game, uh, and I remember watching it. I'm going, and I put the line through them at the time. It was late October when they they got beaten and beaten comprehensively by a below-average Broncos team. And then yep, between yep. then and the playoffs, lost to 
the the Eagles, Packers, and Bills, and the Raiders. Um, the correct, and, and and only just got over the line in some of those other wins in between those losses. No, hundred percent. And and what it showed is that um, sometimes the greater challenge, once the playoffs roll around, the great ones respond to that. But I I think you bring up a really good point. I was actually worried at one point, as you were, you know that maybe they, they just did, wouldn't do enough to actually make any noise in the playoffs. And I think with these teams that have genuine great players, the fear is always, do they do enough to even get there? Because once they get there, you think it's a totally different game. Mm. Um, and that's what they showed in the playoffs. They went on the road. They, they won you know two really tough road games. They weren't the domineering um, team rolling through steamrolling teams like last year. As you just pointed out, those losses were, were starting to mount, certainly by their standards. But when you get Mahomes in a one-game situation for all the marbles, that, that you could just see it on – I mean, do you recall Brock Purdy's face during that fourth quarter? Yeah. Yeah, I feel so sorry for, for him because he'd done everything right. He actually had a very good game. But you just – you see the face and you realize, as he was realizing – we're not up. We're not up enough. Three points up, and and them coming down the field, or even seven points up, and them coming down the field. This thing is this is trouble for us because this guy's been here a hundred times before. And in terms of the dynasty um, comment, that I think that's fitting now. You know, they've won two in a row. They've won three in in a short span of years. Um, no team in NFL history has won three in a row. No team, even the Brady teams and, and the Joe Montana team. So, um, you know, they, they are uncharted territory if they happen to be able to do it again. But they are definitely um, a, a dominant, you know, team in terms of their, their impact on this last sort of certainly six or seven years now since the, um, the fade out of the, the Patriots. Um, obviously, Brady jumped in there and, and, and did an amazing thing by bringing a Super Bowl to, to Tampa Bay. But um, that was the wedge in between basically the, the, the baton being um, passed from the Patriots to, to the Chiefs, and that's where it is now. Away from Pat Mahomes, you've got the, the conductor of all of this, the coach, yeah, Andy Reid, who I just, I just love. If, if I've got to find a book or something out on, on Andy. I want to find out more and more because I love hearing him talk and the like. A couple of things on Andy is that, what one game a year watchers would have seen the the Kelsey clash with him today, and yeah. and 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 started blowing up about it. But they're like that, the Chiefs, aren't they? they you know, they're they're right into it. They're such a competitive bunch, and there'll be no hard feelings between Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. This is this is a man, Pete. To your point, that has had family tragedy back back when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Also had a number of um, close shaves at the Eagles and could not get it done. Could have gone down in history had he not kept at it. Could have gone down in history as just hey, he was a really good coach, just couldn't win the big one, which is the terrible you know label that you don't want to take into your retirement. But that's at one point what people thought of Andy Reid. Look, a really good um, regular season coach. He's going to rack up the wins. But look what's happened since this this move. He's gone there. He's, he's, he's changed the scenery. He's brought an incredible winning culture to Kansas City, and they have got over the top uh, mm. with him there. And, and further, the Kelsey thing, I'm glad you brought that up because I think the, the Kelsey bump personified – Maybe Kelsey, <laughs> because of what he did and how fired up he was, and he's clearly an emotive character. Maybe it, you know, maybe the press is getting to him a little bit, and it's a, it's an intense time. But more than that, in my mind, it personified Andy Reid. He did not flinch. 
He, he mm. even grabbed, um, gently grabbed Kelsey's arm as, as Kelsey walked away seemingly in disgust and grabbed grabbed his arm as if he had just, like, given him a high five, as if the approach to Reed had been a friendly one, which it certainly wasn't. It just it just shows that Reed's seen it all before, Pete. He, 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 that's not going to phase him. He's got a bigger game to play than that. And so he just kept right on, kept directing the team, kept, you know, he play calls too, by the way. And, and, yep. and a lot of, you know, teen NFL observers would realize that some head coaches are, are essentially just watching over the defensive and offensive coaches and, and maybe stepping in here or there, maybe, maybe overruling, but usually not, but certainly not calling the plays. Reed calls the play, as, as does Kyle Shanahan. And that is a huge, um, you know, <clears throat> I guess, burden to bear in terms of you've got to be switched on for every single play at the offensive end. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Reed goes down in history now as, as a truly great um, coach. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. And um, it, it seemingly couldn't happen to a, a nicer person. He, he seems genuine, you know, in his care of, of others. And, uh, you know, I, I think back to uh, his first Super Bowl win and, and how he, he went and found a number of the wives and, um, you know, kids that were wandering around the field, made sure they came and, and were part of the celebrations. Like he is a, he is a fatherly figure, and and he is perfect for that team. He's perfect for the volatility that swirls around the uh, the competitors and the and let's say just the guys with the slightly more healthy egos. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but they're, they're, I'm I'm fascinated by the team. I'm fascinated by Mahomes uh, and and going back to to Mahomes uh, and. You know, in making comparisons, you never want to, to try to put um, anyone down. And obviously, there's still quarterbacks with more Super Bowls. Now, Tom Brady um, is, yep. is certainly one, Joe Montana, et cetera, and Terry Bradshaw, if we want to go back that far uh, as well. But he's putting himself in that conversation now because with the three Super Bowl wins, he's got the three MVPs to, to, to go with it. Yes, he does, and and I'm I'm really a traditionalist when it comes to um, I, I really believe that the recency effect blows a lot of things up a bit much, and I think you know so I tend to to not jump to conclusions when it comes to you know whether it was Kobe Bryant being compared to Jordan, um, LeBron you know is he the greatest over the top of Jordan that type of thing I, I think recency is too big a factor while guys are still playing because we we see them we see them minute by minute we no longer see the guys that they're being compared to unless you're actually that avid that you're going back and watching their games every every day that you see these guys so you really have to take this recency thing into account what i think we can say safely about mahomes is he is easily the best quarterback in the nfl at the moment he's easily the best quarterback since brady he may surpass brady but i think when you look at Brady's body of work that went till he was, I think, 44, if I'm correct, yep. um, or certainly in, in, into his early early to mid-40s, I think that the longevity to me is important. And I think, you know, that, that means that I believe that Brady is still the greatest quarterback of all time just based on that longevity. And he didn't fade out quietly into the night either, by the way. You know, he won one late at Tampa Bay. He proved that it wasn't just Belichick and the, and the cast he had around him. At um at the Patriots, but 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 Mahomes is you can't. I mean, what you can say about Mahomes is he can't do anything more than he's done. He's won three in short succession. He's won two in a row. He is 
you know, just superhuman in terms of what he pulls off during games. Um, and so, yes, he's absolutely in the conversation. And, and where he ends up, will, in my opinion, will be a case of how long does he play and, and does he win another one or two. One one final one, Jeff. You, you make mention right at the end there, if he wins another one or two. He's 28. A large amount of this team have still got plenty of years Left, so I don't think too many will be leaving. You made mention of Tyreek Hill; he's been the biggest name to, to have left. Mm. But players are going to want to play for for Reed and Mahomes, aren't they? They are, and that's the one thing that salary caps and constructive um, moves that leagues make can cannot combat, and that is the power of personality. And when you look at what happened with the Chicago Bulls teams, they had a salary cap too. But what happened is you started to have players actually playing for minimum. Dennis Rodman stuck around when he could have made 10 times the money. You know, guys stuck around. Horace Grant stuck around, played a role. Scottie Pippen turned down a couple of contracts that he's now come out and said, heck, I might have, <laughs> I might have left a lot of money on the table. <laughs> what, what, what happens is you, you start to get these players, especially veterans, that say, I really want to win a championship ring before I go. And that, that combats the, um, the mechanisms of the, of the salary cap even out sort of, you know, philosophy. So I agree with you. Um, that said, you do lose players like they did lose Tyreek Hill. There are some players that will say, I'm going to parlay this, this success into being a major player at another team that I probably wouldn't be at this team. So mm. you have these competing forces. It's going to be fascinating to see. But, what you know, it's just that's the drama of, of pro sport, especially in the American system um, with that money that, that floats around. It's going to be an interesting ride to watch. And the other one is how long will Reed coach too? You know, he's not a young man. Um, and uh, there's been some, you know, chat that he might want to hang it up at some point in the near future as well. But um, for the moment, it's theirs to win. Absolutely. Mate, great chat. Uh, as always, we'll talk again sometime uh, very soon. But uh, now we just look forward to the, the back half of the NBA season uh, now. And, uh, well, for me, being a big baseball fan uh, as well, we're a couple of months away from the start of Major League Baseball. But we've got to wait till um, September uh, to roll around for the NFL season to come back. Good on you, Jeff. Great to chat, mate. Talk soon. Look forward to it. Thanks for the time. See you. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Van Gronigan. I hope you enjoyed that. That was a fascinating insight into Pat Mahomes in particular and Andy Reid, uh, the coach. Oh, wow. Time's getting along. It's 12 and a half to seven.